Welcome to the Stirred Up Podcast. We have a great show lined up for you today. I've been promising you that parenting podcast since last year and it's finally here. We got Holly from North California. We got Stephanie from Tennessee. We got Matt and Jessica Balbrecht from Pennsylvania. We also got Missy from New Jersey, Brandy and Emilio from Canada. And of course, you got me, your host from Minnesota and my beautiful bride, Sherry, who's also responsible for the background and intro music. Anyway, we're going to find out today how parenting goes down. Visually impaired, sighted. Is there a difference? Well, let's find out on this this week's episode of the Stirred Up Podcast coming to you from the pit. All right, welcome to the Stirred Up Podcast, where this week we are going to talk to parents that are both sighted and visually impaired um we have different ways of doing things and we are definitely going to talk about those ways of doing things so we have matt and jessica from pennsylvania i forgot the city so i'm not even going to attempt it we have stephanie from tennessee we have a couple of um i guess you can call them an audience because they don't have kids but they want to listen in and possibly ask some questions that's nancy and judy and then we have brandy from canada uh, misty from new jersey and if I missed anybody, I apologize. And of course, we have Sherry, my wife. She's on, I think, but she will unmute because she's out getting some food for an impromptu barbecue since it was so nice. So Matt, let's start with you and Jessica. You have younger kids and I guess let's start with, do, is there anything that you do different that Jessica does or the same or do you feed off of each other how does that work for you as a married couple because i'm I'm definitely going to talk to stephanie because she's a single parent and i know how that is that's going to be that's probably be a whole segment by itself but why don't you guys tell us how you guys uh yeah well thanks for uh thanks for having us today and it is uh you know i think as with any and and I'll, i'll i'll you know let jessica speak for herself of course too but i i think as with any marriage you're always going to have those areas where you very, very strongly are on the same page. And then other areas where maybe there are at times different philosophies, different upbringings, different uh, thoughts about how to do things. And, you know, hopefully with, of course, we're a Christian family, you know, hopefully with prayer and, and trusting God, you can you know, you can be unified and come to some place where you meet in the middle. And I, I really don't know that that is any different, you know, with one of us being non-sighted in that regard. Uh, when it comes to things that might affect us specifically because of my visual impairment, I'm sure there are things, I mean, some really, really obvious stuff that I can think of is just, you know, like, um, the fact that you know as as the kids were growing up you know starting to get into sports and stuff you know uh my son playing baseball or or you know my daughter with softball stuff you know their dad can't really be the one to coach them and practice at home like you see in in some families and stuff you know so there were other people that had to kind of get involved or felt they had to kind of get involved to, to assist with that um you know, my son was always very willing to, to walk me places if it was, uh, you know, as he was little. And, and our daughter has done the same thing. I mean, she, they just kind of have naturally picked up on that. I don't know. I think this is probably a better question for you, hon, because being the, the sighted person, what, what did you feel, you know, that is maybe different than what, it, what you'd expect otherwise? Um, I don't know. One main difference when the kids were babies is... Uh, a lot of people wondered what Matthew could do to help take care of the kids, but he really did most of the same things as I did. You know, he could help give them a bath, he could rock them to sleep or whatever. The only and a little bit of a backstory, Jessica, you guys met in high school, right? That's right. So you've known Matt most of your life. I mean, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it, more than half, yep. Right, so it's probably the same situation with, with me and Sherry that it is with you two. People are always asking you what he can do, like as if it's a doubt that he can do anything, but as you being his spouse and best friend for life, you know, you know what he can do. So that kind of sounds like a redundant question to you, right? 
Yes. Now, we did always have one agreement when they were little, and uh, that was that I didn't make him change any diapers because I decided I would not want to have to do that just by feeling either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jerry was on the other hand. He said, look, I showed her too much too fast. Uh, I was was actually a single parent before we got married. So, you know, changing diapers, making formula, giving them baths, you know, even taking them to doctor's appointments was second nature to me. So I was a parent before she was because we're actually 16 years apart. So... Um, right. No, thir- 13 years apart. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean, so for us, it was a little different. So she, you know, maybe I shouldn't have showed her I knew how to change pampers. <laughs> <laughs> you messed up there, Cliff. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but it, I mean, it's, I mean, I know, I mean, you don't have no reservation. I'm just saying that yeah, I know the answer because I just want to make sure our audience can figure this out because there, there's this concept of when you're blind in the, the circular world that you can't do anything. So do you, do you have a problem leaving Matt at home with the kids by himself, even when they were younger? No. So, Cherry, if you can hear me, can you unmute and chime in here? Because I know you have... She, Cherry, she's one of those people who lose her temper a little bit sometimes for the little things, but the one thing that she... I mean, I'm not going to say lose her temper, but she it irritates her that people don't think that just because we can't see that we can't do anything. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, for instance, for the, the one thing that drives her up the wall, and it kind of gets on my nerves, too, is like when we're at the doctor's office and we're making an appointment, they'll ask her instead of asking me. And I'm standing right there and be like, oh, you can ask him. Go ahead, Jerry. I hear the blinker. Do you have something to say? What are you asking me? Um, Jessica and Matt were just, well, Jessica was just talking. And by the way, she didn't make Matt change any pampers when the kids were babies. But anyway. <laughs> oh, oh no. Cliff was not getting out of that at all. <laughs> at all. Not one little bit. <laughs> I, know, I, I showed her too much too fast. But no, the question was, what major differences do you know? Or it, it, would you say that, um, we do differently because you know you're sighted and I can't see. Is there anything that was specific that you saw that we all did differently and that you piggybacked off of? <laughs> you're cooking, <laughs> but when it comes to the kids, it's it's more how you handle them. Um, I think you're a little bit more firm than I am. I'm a little more laxy daisy when it comes to the kids. So like when they were little, um, if they went to go and get into something. I would go run and try to stop them as you would let them figure it out on their own. Okay. Yeah, I think I think probably, and, and she just said this too. She had to step in the house for a second because there's brownies in the oven. But she, uh, oh, just, hold up, this is a virtual cooking class. You gonna send us all a brownie too? <laughs> <laughs> if there was a way we could do that, folks, if you're listening on Zoom, there, come up with some kind of virtual tasting. Um, <laughs> very excited. Yeah, but I think uh, we are kind of actually the opposite. It's sort of funny because looking at it now you know we sort of made it work but it is sort of the, the opposite where jessica was always the, i mean she's the teacher you know so there's that sort of background there and i'm always the one saying let them let them it's all right they'll be fine you know and then, but we you know we're gonna say, you asked if i would trust matt to be home alone with the kids i'm sure there have been times whenever they looked forward to being home alone with daddy because he lets them do more fun things than i would <laughs> <laughs> I hate leaving Cliff at home with the kids by themselves because when they were little, he would let them fall. And I'm like, dude, you got to make sure they're not falling. They'll be okay. It's fine. They got to get something. Come on now. 90% of the time we live in houses with carpet anyway. What's it going to hurt? They'll fall right back up. Well, like, no, well, with the strength, he has always been the kid to move furniture and you know like heavy coffee tables and end tables and he would move those across carpet to another spot in the room he, he literally rearranged the living room and i'm like i'm scared that he's gonna pull one of those coffee tables or end tables on himself and cliff is like let him do it like seriously <laughs> yeah well you know when my son I... was about uh, i don't know maybe eight or nine years old maybe ten we had gotten a new television in our living room and he and I decided we were going to open it to, you know, get it out of the box and set it up before my wife ever got home. And he accidentally cut, it was not a deep cut. We didn't have to go to the hospital or anything, just a bandaid, but he accidentally cut his hand trying to use a knife to open, you know how those boxes have those real thick 
uh, things on them that those straps like. And right, he, right. He did, and and I, I'm pretty sure that uh, things were not pleasant at the uh, Volbrecht house for the rest of that weekend between my wife and me, if I recall correctly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to you. <laughs> I'm going to go to Misty next because I know that you're married, but I don't know. Can you tell me is your is your husband sighted or is he blind like you are? Um, my husband has sight, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it was kind of crazy with with us because I was the one that was like, no, 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 don't, no, 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 and my son would run to his dad, but yet he had to be with me a lot because my husband was out to sea six months out of the year. <laughs> okay. So was that um, so was that a big adjustment when he came back? Because you know you got number one, you got to have a united front for the kids. They you know they can't feel like they can you know play one parents against the other because kids will try that. But was that a big adjustment? You know, six months on and six months off. Yes, because like you just said, um, he would try because he knows with me it was uh, um, when I get after him and I would say, "Don't make me count to three. He says. One, two, three. Well, mommy don't go one, two, three. Mommy says one and three. And when I say three, you in trouble. Mm -hmm. So he tells everybody she doesn't know how to count. <laughs> so what for you as being a blind parent, I don't know if you have any side, but as being a, a, a visually impaired parent, what do, would you say is the biggest challenge for you, especially as being a mom? Not saying us oh, dads don't have it, but I know, you know, the mom, mommy is usually the, the first parent that the kids run to anyway, especially when there's something uh, wrong. Yeah. Well, the biggest one that I've had was um, I thought I lost my child. I was um, cooking and he was about, oh, not even a, maybe a year old, but um, he uh, <laughs> had fell asleep under his um High, um, high chair and I'm going through the house looking for him and I said oh my god where is my baby I said I can't call my husband at work and when and tell him that I lost our baby but eventually I I had to get myself to calm down and once I calmed down I sat here at the kitchen table and my foot hit something and I said what in the world am I hitting and I looked and there was my baby and I, I picked him up and grabbed and hugged him and, and he's looking at me like oh, what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that definitely would be scary <laughs> Stephanie I'm coming to you next because you're a single parent but it wasn't always that way tell us what the biggest adjustment for you when you became a single parent and I know it's not easy because I've been there, but I mean, just, you know, give us a run. I came in on the tail end of y'all's conversation about the school from youngest to college. So, I mean, that that's definitely challenging, right? It is. I was married for 20 years. Um, and since the divorce and everything and becoming a single parent, I think he was fully sighted. So he was the driver and we could take all five of the kids to all their different activities and cheerleading here and band practice there and choir rehearsal here and t-ball over here. I mean, we did all that. And then that's not easy to do on paratransit transportation. And even with Lyft and Uber, it's gotten better. But to keep them all involved, I remember when my son graduated from high school, he was still going to school where we used to live, 13, no, about 21 miles from where I live. Oh, maybe not that much, maybe about 13, 18 miles from where I live. That's a lot of money going back and forth trying to get him to practices on Lyft and Uber. And so it would, I think that was the biggest adjustment. Now, I, I do want to point out that I changed diapers after I lost my sight. Um, it was probably one of the best things my mother-in-law made me do when I first came home from the hospital, that my third child was eight weeks old when I lost my sight. So we had a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, and an eight-week-old when I lost my sight. And I did not know how to change the diaper. 
And my mother-in-law waited until it was a good one for me to change. (laughs) I will say I had stuff everywhere and I used almost every wipe in the box, but we got it done and I lived. Um, Years later, when I thought the family was not being very understanding of my visual condition, I blindfolded everybody that day. And I made him, I made um, their father change a diaper. He nearly freaked out. There was mess everywhere. It was horrible. And so... (laughs) Yeah, that that definitely takes practice. Because, I mean, (laughs) when my first one was born, I had already had some practice because my aunt, when I was growing up through middle school and high school, she ran a daycare. And she made me work in that daycare. So, (laughs) and her her and my mom both, I mean, they, they came from... You know, uh, Hillsboro, Illinois, a little town, uh, little town in Illinois, about an hour away from um, Chicago. And their mom was tough on them, and they was tough on them. My mom told me, she said, "Just because you can't see doesn't mean you can't do nothing." Let's go. She took me That's in the kitchen true. with her. She, um, I took me to work with her. My mom took me out in the neighborhood, and I mean, if, if the other kids were doing it, I wanted to do it. So it was. My mom brought. Everybody has a little bit of a different upbringing, but the end result is the same. We want to be independent. We want to be able to do things that other. people people can do so but like I tell people you know for me I'm mom before I'm blind my children expect their clothes to be washed food to be on the table the the field trip permission slip form signed and the money paid lunch made birthdays to be special chaperone the field trip and be the best mom at the school and that's what I'm going to do um the I'm up at the school all the time. I'm a, I'm a parent ambassador for our school system here in Memphis. I do room mother. And they came to me just recently before everything started um, and said, Miss Jones, will you be PTA president? And I'm like, wow, you've got all these sighted parents who can probably do things sometimes more more than I can or easier than I can in some respects sometimes but you came and got me to be the PTA president I said if that's what y'all need that's what we're going to do so come on let's get it done right I mean maybe they liked your assertiveness in, in, in your uh, you know independence I guess because like you said you you know you uh, I, I, on our other podcast you mentioned to me you literally lost your sight overnight right I did I did like I said um when we had my daughter who will be 14 this year, she was eight weeks old when I lost my sight. So I went into labor having her fully sighted, planning to go to pharmacy, getting ready for finishing up pre-rights for pharmacy school. We were in the process of buying a house. We had a seven-year-old, six-year-old. I didn't plan for visual impairment. I didn't plan for blindness. I didn't know I was gonna lose my sight. And then by the time it happened, you know, I'm. I'm a happy mom getting ready to return to work with a brand new baby. And yeah, by the time, that's, by the time that's, everything that's happened, an amazing story. It really is because that that wow. Well, I mean, you adjusted on the fly. I mean, I know you got frustrated because you told me you did, but <laughs> I, did. I did. My daughter used to tell everyone, "My mom is really smart, but she had to lose her sight first. Like, I only became smart after I lost my sight. And my son would explain it to people. Um, he would say, my mom lost her sight, but God gave her really good hearing so she can hear everything. So, you know, and that's the perspective little, little from the seven-year-old and six-year-old. By the way, little do they know that moms have that and dads have that hearing before they lose their sight anyway. It's just we don't have to use it, so. It wasn't that. My children are as loud as a herd of elephants. They've never figured it out. All right. All right, Brandy, I'm coming to you next because I know your story, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience? You've been, you were married and divorced and went to be single, but your situation is a little different, especially because you live in another country, right? Um, me living in another, can everybody hear me? Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Um, so, uh, I think that being in a different country doesn't really make that much of a difference as far as challenges and stuff go. But yeah, I was married to a sighted person. Um, divorced and now um, you know my kids are quite a bit older now I have four kids Um, 
I think it's very difficult to pick just one challenge. There's, there was a few, you know, um, I won't babble on for too long, but, uh, you know, transportation, filling out forms. It's, you know, because nowadays uh, filling out a permission slip is harder than just signing it. You have to, are they allergic to this, that, and the other thing? Check this box and that one. And, you know, lots is online now, but it wasn't like that before. Right. Um, you know, uh, stains on clothing. You know, I washed this shirt, but did the stain come out? Because he threw up on this shirt last week. So, um, um, now, do you have any kind of like color identifier that I will tell you if a stain comes out or not? I don't know because I've been spoiled and been married to a sighted person and had sighted people around most of my life. But no. I mean, I couldn't imagine what it would be like being a totally blind person. You know, being a single parent with kids in high school. I mean, it, my kids when I was a single parent were whew, six, seven, and ten, nine, I think. So it was a little easier, but not much. So, well, to my knowledge, you can't get a color identifier that will tell you about stains. However, I did get lucky because I didn't get divorced until my kids were old enough to where I could hold up a shirt and say, hey, did, did this stain come out of your shirt? And they would just say yes or no. But I was always careful to bring it right to them because I didn't like the idea of them having to do too much. Like uh, what the last lady said about, I'm mom before I'm blind. I agree completely. I didn't have kids so they could take care of me. So if I'm gonna ask some questions about whether or not a stain came out, I'm going to go to them directly, make it so all they really have to do is look up and tell me. And so, um, you know, I got lucky there, but uh, there were times when I would want to take my baby out somewhere and my ex was out working. How do I know if this stain came out? It used to freak me out. So that challenge was there too. Um, shopping was always difficult because you can get an assist, but when you have three toddler hands trying to reach out of a cart, right. like, that's a nightmare. And also when you have that many kids, you want to be able to go to Goodwill stores sometimes or secondhand places to try to find things a little cheaper. But I didn't, I didn't have the time for that. Nobody to watch my kids and nobody to really help me do that. So I ended up having to spend more money on things than I normally would. So just now, to you're divorced, you. but you're, you're currently in a relationship, right? Yeah, that's right. Is he is he on here? Because I haven't seen his name yet. He is. He's been off and on and off and on because it wasn't working. And then I explained to him that you soft muted everybody. He's like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> so so he, he needs to unmute on. now and come in here because I want to talk to you guys a little bit about how the parenting thing might go along with somebody who's not the kid's father. Because I know how that can go, but... Right. Before we do that, Cliff, if you don't mind, I would just like to say that, um, you know, we have a couple of sighted people in here and they've listed their, you know, talked about their challenges a little bit. And I just want to say, I'm not really speaking on my ex's behalf here, really. But one of the things that he used to mention to me was that the only challenge he found was that I couldn't drive. It used to really irritate him that I couldn't drive. And that was really his only issue. Everything else was okay but you know if they had a doctor's appointment or something like this he was just always so annoyed right because y'all public transportation ain't the greatest up there right um no not where i am currently i mean it's it's gotten better but when i mean so much has changed since my kids were younger you know i can see ai things now whereas i would have killed to be able to do that you know when my kids were really young which was like you know 10 12 years ago already so there's there's a lot more advancements now um, right. that were not available right. to us before. You know, definitely, in my opinion, single parents who are blind would have a much easier time than say they would have 15 years ago. Um, oh yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I just want to talk about his challenge for a second because all the other sighted people did, so. <laughs> no, okay, no, that's fine. Amelia, yeah. did you unmute yourself? Yeah. About time. You would know, you'd think you would know that. But anyways, you've been, you're, we're, you and Brandy have been together for just about two years and you had a relation, a previous relationship with somebody who also had kids. Tell me how, I guess, if is it a challenge being with somebody that has kids that I guess don't want to welcome you in because you're not their dad or because you're with their mom and you're in the way? I mean, how does that go for you? I mean, because you can't exactly just say, hey, do this, do that, because, you know, you're the other guy i guess and you're not my dad so i don't have to listen to you i mean is, is that how it goes down sometimes well i think that's more of a stereotypical and kind of one-sided response i think that when you look at the dynamics of a relationship you have to consider how a person is introduced into the relationship and in my case i was introduced very slowly and gradually and i think that was to the benefit of everybody involved because the i guess transition for me to come into a relationship was um, with someone who has children 
has been very good. Everybody's treated me well, and I feel that it's my job not to be their parent, and that's not what I'm here to be, but to be a friend to them, to be someone they can come to if they so choose. And any decision-making, I think, should be left to the parents because that's their job. Okay. Now, you say that you were introduced to the kids slowly, but I know your other story, and that one was overnight, right? You weren't introduced slowly to that one. How, how did that change that dynamic of that relationship? Well, I think you have to consider that when you come into a relationship with children or, their, or children involved, you have to consider the healthiness of the relationship. And if the relationship is going to be healthy, then I think it will be positive all the way around. But if there's going to be some dysfunction in any way that's going to affect or will potentially affect um, the relationship with the children. Right, because with you being the new guy, I guess, per se, it's not guaranteed that you're going to be around forever. So, I mean, I guess tiptoeing around that a little bit is the best thing to do. Misty, I didn't get an answer from you. Did you know what your biggest challenge was or your husband's biggest challenge was with you being blind? Did he ever mention anything? Did I miss anything? No, 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 no. What I was asking is your biggest, your, um, us being uh, blind parents and being married to sighted spouses, did he ever mention that it, that there because Brandy mentioned that her ex said his biggest challenge with her being blind is she couldn't drive did your ex ever mention something of that nature whether it was be, um, not being able to drive or anything of that nature well um, yeah sometimes because in his situation I lost my sight in, in when I was in the um, fourth grade so he he did not really know that I lost my sight because I was in denial. I wouldn't use my cane and however. But when he, and we known each other since grade school. But we started dating in high school. So it was it was uh he didn't really know to be truthful. He didn't really find out until um, 2000. So as parents, now that he knows that you're blind, is there something that challenge or that he knows he has to help you out with or that may frustrate him? Yes, and it was the same as her with the driving because um, like I said, with me being home six months out of each year, I had to use the, um, well, here they call it access link. But in Virginia, I had to, they called handy rides. So I had to use that to take me to the doctors, my son to the doctors. And, and my son was in karate. So I, and of course, what was, un, what was great about him being in karate was it was in walking distance. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it was when we lived in another part of Minnesota. Um, Sherry was working and I, would walk my preschooler to school every day along with having my uh non-preschool they're only a year and a half or about a year and two months apart but one would be in the stroller and one would have their hand in my back pocket and we would walk their sister to school and walk back yeah. and go pick them up every day so i mean it's yeah. nice to have that stuff in walking distance matt and jessica i don't think i got an answer from you jessica is there any challenges that present themselves with matt yeah, of with him being blind that you wish he could do or that would make it easier on you? Not a trick question. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, things like driving and running errands and stuff like that. There really is no public transportation in our area. Um, we have one taxi when he feels like having a taxi. <laughs> well, I think it's more that he gets called to other, you know, that well, I got to run somebody to Baltimore Airport. So, I'm gonna yeah. And, and Matt, you told me, uh, told, you tell us all the time about, you know, the deal you have with one of your your friends. You give him tech stuff and he gives you ride places. Right. So that probably helps out. I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> They've got a couple friends like that. I think the not being able to drive thing actually bothers me more than it bothers her. Because yeah, me too. Because I hate it. I, I wish I could just get in the car and just pull off sometimes. Oh, I mean, you, you stay at home orders. I mean, she's like, hey, governor extended a year. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> down his door, saying, we gotta get out of here. 
do things, you know? So yeah, it's, cause, uh, yeah. cause I have a wife who likes to take two hours to get dressed, so I have to tell her three hours in advance. But trust, <laughs> but trust me when I tell um, you. I am still here. No, I know that. <laughs> but I mean, trust me when I tell you when I was when I was a minister when I was uh, uh, working in my church as uh, the head of the men's ministry and things of that nature. There would be days that if I could drive, Sherry would have got left. <laughs> well, see what had happened, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where we live again is very rural, so like we have a pretty good sized yard to mow, and there are a lot of hills and obstacles and things involved with that. So, you know, something like that. Sometimes it would be nice to say, "Hey, you know, go mow the yard while I'm doing this or that." But, uh, but a friend of ours got a robotic lawnmower, very much like the Roomba vacuum cleaner. So Matt's all about that now that he knows they exist. <laughs> I want to get the, I think that's going to be my, I said that could be my way of contributing to the vacuuming is to get a robotic vacuum. But you know, that brings up an interesting point that I, I just, if you don't mind me just interjecting, I'll make it no, quick. But, you know, I think that a lot of blind folks and a lot of sighted folks sometimes look at the blindness. If you remove the blindness factor, I don't know of any marriage where both people do everything. You know what I mean? I know people where the man cooks, where the woman cooks. My dad ironed his shirts. My mom did other things. You know, they, they certainly are a unit and they do things together, but everybody's got the things that they do. And I think sometimes the assumption is, oh, well, he's not doing that because he can't see. No, that's just, you know, that's how we do things. And, and then there's also the human factor to it, which is, you know, I think it's a wonderful goal to be independent. And obviously that's what we all strive for. But there are certain things that just from a practical standpoint, and you've experienced this too, Cliff, I think, you know, I could I could use Prismo or Seeing AI or anything else to uh, read, you know, a package box for an, a food item or a piece of mail, or I can take it to any one of the three sighted people in my family who God has blessed me with and in two seconds say, what's this say? You know, and so I think that there's that human factor. Yeah, I, I don't use seeing AI or Prismo unless I have to. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. One of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast, especially, you know, from our standpoint, is because there's this theory or way of thinking, I guess, when it comes to, you know, people that if you're blind, you can't do nothing. So I wanted to make sure that people know that we've been doing I mean, It took me a long time to digest that, I guess, sometimes because me and Sherry, we got married back in 2005, but it wasn't until 2008, 2009 that I started to let her doing stuff that I used to do for myself, like my laundry and, 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 and cleaning up after myself and stuff like that. Now, of course, she makes me clean up after myself now. I do it, of course, but we moved into this house almost a month ago. I haven't done a load of laundry yet. I had to, what I'm saying is, I had to get used to being married and having somebody that was willing to do this stuff for me because I was so used to doing it by myself. It, it took me a while to do that. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting, you know, it, and in my case, there were a lot of things that my parents kind of did for me just because they assumed it would be easier for them to do it. And so there were some things that I had to learn that, you know, may be obvious to other people. And of course, for those that don't know, when you are non-sighted, everything is a new experience. You, you can only base it on what you have felt, touched, tasted, smelled, you know, you can't look at somebody else and do it. So, you know, the right. first time, I'll never forget the first time that Jessica said to me, hey, fold your shirt tonight because it's still clean. You can wear it tomorrow. Nobody had ever shown me how to fold a shirt. You can say fold a shirt all you want. It's not going to make it any more knowledgeable to me unless somebody physically takes my hands and teaches me how to fold that shirt. You know, so it was a, a learning curve for both of us, I think, or the time that I, the very first time that I ever washed dishes and used an entire bottle of soap and uh, <laughs> an hour and a half to, to wash, what, three or four? Three cups in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a learning, yeah. you know. We got one more person that I almost forgot was here, but Holly, why don't you tell me a little bit about yours? Because your experience is a little different. You married and inherited kids, right? Hi, everybody. How you doing? I, oh, so great. And I'm highly blessed and incredibly inspired by this conversation and listening to you. And I, I told Cliff when he invited me to join you, I said, I don't earn, I don't that's not my merit badge I, I deserve to be on this panel because I had decided to not have children when I was 13 I made this monumental announcement because I it just looked too hard to be a parent and so I stuck with that and then got married and was widowed um, 
God brought my husband and I together 20 years ago. He was also widowed. He had four grown children at that time. There were five little uh, grandchildren. They, you know, fam- they started having their families. So I was an instant grandma with zero experience around children. Um, with wonderful, wonderful bonus daughters who taught me what they had been learning to be good parents. Uh, so what they did, I did. And, you know, it's a wonderful Christian family. So this is really yeah, just awesome. Um, I learned a lot. Uh, I still do have a little site, which is helpful. Uh, some of the funny things that happened. Oh, by the way, so there were five little ones, preschoolers, when we got married. And within a few years, there were five more that came. So a total of 10, uh, all in this, you know, pretty much in our town and a really close family. And we had the joy of being the host house for the family gatherings. But so did anything really make you nervous or challenge? You know, I, I know you're, 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 you're not one to shy away from a challenge anyway, based on what I've known over you for the last year or so. But was there anything you were really nervous about that you didn't want to mess up that you thought that people would think different of you? Because I know I do that a lot. Well, thank you for that compliment. I, I, I do stretch to raise to a rise to a challenge. Um, it, uh, challenges. I will. I will say I was a little concerned about. We call them soakies, the diaper thing. We had three sizes of diapers at all times in our cupboard because we had so many little ones staying with us, and sometimes for months at a time, full time because of you know our daughter's health issues and all that. Um, so full time grandparenting. Um, so I had a you know certainly some some challenges there because I was so new I we joke that uh, there were the shoey diapers you know shoey the stinkies and there were the soakies the wet ones oh yeah the ones that drip so much (laughs) (laughs) so we we had like three or four or five of them you know lined up uh, on the floor to change all at one time Bob took the shoeys uh, and I took the soakies so that was our deal because uh I was afraid I might make a mess, right? Yeah, I can <laughs> no. understand that. <laughs> okay, I, I did pull the blind card on that one. <laughs> and and so people can understand, you also went blind later on in life, right? I did. I was fully sighted until I was 30. Um, yeah, so, and, and, you know, we touched on tech. I so wish that I had had access technology then like we do now, you know, being in your training classes with voiceover and the iPhone and iPad, what a world of difference that would have made. Um, but just one last little little thing. Children are so precious, as we know. And when they were little, they said, Grandma Holly, you're blind, so you can't really see me, right? I said, well, we have our ways of seeing. We don't miss much. And so they would, she said, now, when I stick out my tongue like this, you can't see it, right? And I said, oh, yes, I saw that. And if I roll my eyes like this, you can't see it, right? I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, they, so for years, I told them, now, just remember, if you roll your eyes, I can see you. <laughs> so, <laughs> we still see you. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, Sherry, we had three under five I think no it was four under five at one no it was three under five and remember I was a stay-at-home parent so what was the challenge for you coming home and not knowing certain things so she jokes with me all the time I went away on a business trip one time I had to be gone for six months and she was texting me every day because she didn't know how to do the kids so and that's that's a different one for me so why don't you tell us a little bit about that Sherry my challenge was always Naomi it's always Naomi because Naomi is the one that I don't know what she likes, what she doesn't like. Um, because when I come home, the house is always clean. You always had the house clean. I never had to worry about that. Um, you always cooked, so I didn't have to worry about that. But when I come home and try to figure out, okay, this one needs to eat, that one needs to eat and you're gone, I have to call you and go, okay, what does Naomi want to eat? Because I don't know. So basically in translation, you're saying just because you're blind, that doesn't mean you can't be a stay at home parent. No, not at all. 
Yeah, because I mean, I talk to Matt just about every day, and I know there's times when Jessica, well, now she's off virtual teaching, but when she was at you know class at the at, at the actual building, you know, Matt was home with the kids, and you know, he's always giving the kids snacks and getting stuff for them to do while he's you know while we're doing teaching and stuff like that. So you know, there there are blind parents, fathers and mothers who do it all themselves. So Stephanie, I'm coming back to you. How old were you again when you lost your sight overnight? I was 29 when I lost my sight. So it'll be 14 years this year. And you've excelled in the work and home place with that. I mean, all them, all the things that you said you were involved when in, I just got tired listening to you say. <laughs> I do everything that I think I'm big and bad enough to do. I am... So what? I'm blind. Who cares? I am Stephanie, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're not trying to pry too much into your personal life, but like you said, you've been divorced. But if you, you know, dated or had somebody around for a while, was that a challenge for you with the kids? I mean, especially being a blind um, mother. Um. So since the divorce, I have dated. Uh, I have dated recently. They were not around my children because, um, like someone else said, you have to, you want to make sure that you introduce someone at the right time. And, um, and for especially you being a woman, not saying I'm showing this or anything, but you being a woman, you definitely got to take, you know, be safe about it. Be more um, yeah. cautious about what you, you know, bring around your kids, especially with not being able to see. Yes, I have friends that tease me like, Stephanie, how will you know if he's good looking if he goes start dating someone? I said, trust me, you all will tell me if he's not if he's not good looking. I said, trust me, I won't get away with that one long. Um, I think there was a, on the other podcast that we did, wasn't it? A, another person that said that whenever she meets somebody, she would always uh, take a picture and send it to her sister. So yeah. She could <laughs> yeah, I thought that that's was what friends funny. are for, you know. If <laughs> right. If your girlfriend gives you, you know, sends back a, a thumbs up emoji, you know you're good. So, <laughs> so no, they. Everyone in my life knows my children. My students know my children. My um, anybody who's close to me, and I do have several male friends not that we're dating they're just male friends and they know my children everybody knows my children and so um that's i would just take my time introducing them i don't want to throw them into anything and i wouldn't want to introduce anybody to my children unless it was very serious um if it's just a nice casual dinner you know in a movie I can do that on a night when they're not at home, um, when they, they may be spending the night with their father. So I do try and keep that very separate. And I make that clear up front as whoever's going to come into my life, I'm a package deal. You take me, the five children, the one dog and the blindness, or you don't take any of it. And that's just the way it works for me. It's got to be, especially in today's day and age, because you never know what you're going to get involved in. Yeah, see, I, I don't want to be just involved in anything. But I will say this. Um, we've mentioned a couple of times about faith. And, of course, if it wasn't for my faith, I wouldn't have gotten to this point where I am now. But I remember crying one day about um, my situation to a church member. And she said, Stephanie, God's going to give you what you need. And when I became a single parent and we were still at, still at the same church, I have an awesome church family. I kind of sat back one day and I noticed that every one of my children had a different church member that kind of doted on them. There was a grandmotherly one that slipped my oldest $20 here and there. And she asked me, could she do it? I have one that she doesn't have children, but she has a godson in the church. And so when she gets her godson, she gets my two younger boys and the three of them are around the same age and they play. I have, um, I have two different ones that dote on my daughters. So I have that support that helps me be able to be a successful single parent. So, and I think that's important. 
Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you agree with that, Brandy? A support system. That's what it sounds like. Everybody's saying that if you're, you know, single or, you know, you don't have the resources at your disposal that some of us married ones do, that a support system is important. Definitely. Absolutely. And it helps when you can have an understanding partner that says, okay, I, you know, I get your situation and, you know, you've got to do things the way you see fit and, and, you know, totally. Like, yeah. Brandy, I will say that I used to just soak all the clothes in spray and wash just to be on the safe side. I would just <laughs> <laughs> to make sure I got those stains out. I would just color guard them. bleach. Color yes. guard bleach was a yes. good thing. But I was yes. always just so paranoid, you know? <laughs> I just yes. was. I just was. And when you said that, I was like, you know what? That's why I'm doing this. Because there are other people out here who've had some of these similar responses and I could identify. But yeah, I just sprayed everything down. I think I must have a minor case of obsessive compulsive disorder because I would get paranoid that it just wasn't, you know, because some stains you have to scrub the heck out of, you know, before they'll come out. And so I was just always worried. Well, I know it's I did funny, wash it. I did wash it, but it, did it come out? <laughs> it's funny you, you know? say that, Brandy, because I got a sister-in-law and when she stains something, she just throws it away and buys something new. See, and if I could afford to do that, I just would. <laughs> I would. I really, really would. Yeah, I so, sure so would. So, Matt, I'm, 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 I'm interested, or, um, curious, Matt, have you ever done a load of laundry? I have assisted, uh, but merely to the extent of like taking clothes from the washing machine and putting them into the dryer, starting the dryer, you know, it, those put, putting them in from the, the dryer into the basket, folding certain things. I haven't done a complete load by myself. So is it, you know, something that you don't want to try or it's just been that, you know, that's just the part that Jessica does and you do other things? Yeah, it's more that one. And I think one time uh, my dad and Jessica's mom both thought that it would make sense for me to help out with the laundry. And Jessica was actually the one to say, you know, we kind of have a system this way because if we didn't do that, I would have to put all of the, uh, you know, color tags or something on for Matthew anyway. And I'd have to do this, that, and the other thing to prepare for it. And in the amount of time that we're doing that, I could just start the laundry and he could be doing something else. So I think it was just kind of a mutual thing, right? Right. Yeah. What about yeah. what about what about cooking? You know, an actual not a not a not a TV dinner or you know heating up leftovers. But I mean, you know, maybe whipping together a pot of spaghetti or a saute and a steak. Have you ever gave that a try? I actually have done a little bit of that. I was, I was not, you know, I didn't, I, I never lived by myself, so that was all new experiences. But I really love cooking, and I love the idea of it. And and I do have some utensils that are specifically designed for the blind, and you know, done a little bit of that. I definitely use the oven a lot, um, and yeah, pretty much every day I use the oven uh, for one thing or another. And and you know, a lot of times then. Jessica will be making a meal and I will help out. Uh, but I have also made a couple and uh, Carson and I, or, or sometimes Kylie, but of course Kylie's younger than he is. Um, he and I have done a lot of them together. So, you know, we'll work together as a team and, you know, get the meal prepared. So yeah, we have done that. Okay. Yeah. Cause like Jerry said, I, when we first got married, I did most of the cooking because we had, um, four kids right away. I mean, they're right now 14, 13, 12, and 10. And the only reason one of them is 10 because uh, uh, two e it, it seems like they're two years apart, but it's really one year apart. Is he 11? I can't even remember. I, I got it. But anyways, their birthdays are they're, they're two. They're, they look two years apart on paper because one was born in 07 and the other one was born in 10. But they're really only two years apart because of the way the, their birthdays fall. Anyway, but when Sherry, for, for all four of them, she had to have a C-section. So, of course, she was down and out for a good two months at a time after those kids were born. So I did have to take care of the house, you know, doing the laundry, cooking the meals. And I'm not talking about, you know, 
uh, Popeyes are just heating up leftovers. I'm talking, you know, you know, uh, spaghettis and lasagnas and you know, uh, pork frying chicken stuff of that nature. So, I mean, yeah, you you gotta adjust on the fly. So, I think you I think you rise to the occasion if you're given the opportunity or you you figure something out. You know, I, I we were recently talking about that. I you know I, I'm pretty pretty convinced that I mean again there are some things that don't make sense. You know, I physically can drive a car, but it's probably not the smartest thing for obvious reasons, you know. But but yeah, I I, I think most things you can you can with the right teaching, with the right uh, time spent with it and the patience and the, the perseverance, I think you can do it. I mean there's a, there's a gentleman in our community who is blind who for a living fixes uh, lawn equipment. I mean, and he takes apart engines. He puts them back together. He replaces parts. If you gave me an engine to, to take apart, I'd say, "Ooh, that's made of metal," and that would be about the- <laughs> <laughs> to, to piggyback off of what you just said. Because I know Sherry's gonna bring it up. She just hasn't probably got to that mute button yet. There's a YouTube video on our family YouTube page of me actually driving our car in Florida. She puts her hands out the window and everything to show people that she's not doing anything. And my son is walking backwards in front of the car, recording this whole thing. So it was, yeah, we, it, we was had it was just the parking lot, but I was actually driving the car. <laughs> my wife and I, before she was my wife, we had and and it was on a private road. It was not public. It was you know nobody was in danger. There were no other cars. It was a back road thing. But yeah, we had a, a similar experience before uh, before we were married. It was a, it was a neat experience. I said, yeah, I could do this. But now my son and I have a, a deal. You know, he, I'm looking forward to the day he can drive because I'm gonna say, hey, you know, let's go for a pizza and we'll just do it. You know. Right, right. So, Brandy and Misty, you too, Stephanie. What is the most difficult thing you guys know how to cook? <laughs> My oh, meatloaf yeah. is really good, and and that's kind of be a little. That can be a little difficult to cook. Um, oh yeah, meatloaf is that's not that's not an easy thing to do because that's a no, you know. It's not. But <laughs> you know, it's, and, and I hate cooking. Emilio does the cooking. I do the cleaning. I cannot stand cooking. I really don't like it. But um, the meatloaf, it, I can. People will. People can eat that and not die. It's. <laughs> you know, it's it's not bad. You can even ask. It. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, it's, it can be kind of challenging. But it's not. Once you've done it a thousand times, you know, you, you get to the point where it gets easier. And that's the thing with a lot of these challenges is. You know, once you've done them and faced them enough, they don't, they're not really challenges anymore, if that makes sense. I don't know if y'all can agree with that statement or not, but. Well, I can, you know. I can because the first time my husband come home, we were barely married, I think a year. And um, I said, I wanted to do fried chicken for him. So I'm watching my grandmother, she's putting the flour in the bag, salt and pepper in the bag, and I'm shaking it up and however. So I said, okay, I know how to do this. So I'm putting the flour in and I put the salt in and I put the pepper in. And what happened? A friend of mine asked me a question and I'm just talking away and then I said, did I or did I not put some salt and pepper in here? So I added a little more. What, what meal was and that? And I'm shaking it up and everything and went out and fried it all nice and pretty. And my husband says, dear, you got a good meal here, but your chicken is too salty. <laughs> and that could mad. just as easily happen to a sighted person too. Absolutely. <laughs> I got mad and I said, well, you know what, when you come home from the service, when the day you retire, you're going to do the cooking. Now, this was from 1986 and he didn't retire until 2005. So, you know, (laughs) 2005, I had to kitchen to him. (laughs) And I I only be in there when he ain't here. (laughs) What about you, Stephanie? You're cooking for six. So... I love cooking. It is nothing for me to get in there. So six is easy. I like wow, it when you have I get five to- kids. Holy crap! Yeah. Sorry. I mean, my fours enough to just about kill me. I can't believe you got five. Good for you. So I cook for thirty or forty at work on a regular basis. Um, my daughter's twin will turn twenty on Monday, and so for dinner, it's 
marinated grilled steaks, marinated onions, marinated shrimp. So that's easy, but I'm making red velvet cake from scratch. So with homemade cream cheese. Wait, between you and Matt, y'all making me jealous. <laughs> I want to taste these things. So. <laughs> well, speaking of Matt's brownie, so I did my, uh, my 21 year old, he doesn't like cake. So I did homemade chocolate chunk, no box mix, where you had to use this, the cocoa to make the, the brownie batter. And then I made blondies, which is like the butterscotch brownie. And so um, I did six dozen Tuesday. And now I will say for the brownies that my wife and daughter deserve all the credit. The only assisting I'll be doing there is eating them. <laughs> it was, it was really, you know, uh, I, I, I thought you were going to say licking the bowl, so I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the really interesting thing is to figure out what works for you and yeah. stick with it when you can't sit. I mean, I think that's logic for anybody, but, you know, we have a, a typical oven handle on our electric range where you can hang a towel on the oven, and that is a huge pet peeve of mine. I do not want people hanging, and if I find it there, I don't care if I have no plans to cook for the next day, I remove that towel from that oven and, and put it somewhere else, because to me, that's just an accident waiting to happen. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah. I get rid of that right away. My, my specialty is spaghetti, and it's funny, too, because we, on all the kids' 10th birthdays, they are allowed to go to a restaurant. But Naomi, of course, she's gonna be the different one. <laughs> Mom asked her, she's like, where do you wanna go uh, for your 10th birthday? She said, I want dad's spaghetti. She said, you don't want to go to Perkins? She said, no. She said, you don't want to go to Golden Corral? She said, I want dad's spaghetti. She's like, well, if your dad's too tired, can I make it? Naomi said, no, I want dad's spaghetti. So she was emphatic about having that spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I thought I heard Nancy Lee, but Judy Potter, do you have any questions for any of us? I mean, because you're not a parent, but I, I know you're listening in. Maybe Judy left too. I haven't looked at the participants no, list. So. I can never find my unmute fast enough. Oh, there you go. Um, I I just my two cents here is that I'm just so inspired listening to all of you. Um, I'm, um, we chose not to have children. Um, we got married at 18 years old. I was always legally blind, but um, really losing my sight these past 12 years. And you guys have just given me so much inspiration because I am really scared a lot. Um, I'm not back in the kitchen yet. And I didn't even cook that much when I could see, but. Um, you said you lost your sight 12 years ago? really losing it yeah i haven't completely lost it but yeah yeah because i remember you mentioning that you uh were a school teacher for 40 years too now yeah. that had to be an experience because you know you had kids different kids every year and stuff like that though i mean but you could see exactly. that so exactly. could you imagine yourself doing that now you know i see it now i got scared in fact I'm, well i do have a my own program I've just, I've, you guys are just very much inspiring me. That's really what I'm really taking away from listening to you guys. Because, um, you know, I feel like I can get back in the kitchen again listening to you guys. If I just keep practicing, like I think Stephanie said, and somebody else said that God's going to give you what you need when you need it. No, then, always. Oh That's my gosh. what I call it on first. <laughs> yeah. And when Matt said, you, you guys just kind of pick out the things that you do best. So I was trying to sit in here thinking about what I do do best. My husband cited. And um, I, I'm just very grateful to be listening to all of you. Um, you guys are just all giving me hope. And, uh, and you know, if you ever, you. if you if you do want to get back in the kitchen, there's you know there's a, a site called Maxi Aids, and maybe Stephanie has other resources too. But there, you know, you can customize you know your your your, your stove and your microwave, and mm -hmm. you know make it easier for yep. you to find your way around. So yeah, yeah. And Judy, there's lots of products that you don't have to buy any specialty products. I love products from Pampered Chef and I like it because I've heard of that. they have a lot of uh, blades that are covered so my hand can't come in contact with the chopper and I can chop a whole onion in a matter of moments. Um, wow. I love good tools. I love my copper shelf pots and pans my parents gave me for Christmas because nothing sticks to them. And for me, I, to me, I think that just makes things easier. So sometimes it's a matter of finding the tools that are really good for you. Just yeah, go yeah. on, you know, go to Safari, go to all 
Jamesbeanspaints.com. Find you a recipe or something you want and just get in there and start doing it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. I just, I'm so blessed to just be here and to hear all of you. It's just you guys giving me strength. And if you know Braille, they have um, a cookbook in Braille. I have it. Mm -hmm. Wow. I did take and Braille, I, but I, I do most of the stuff audio, but I do know Braille. Yeah. The only part of the phone. kitchen that we do with Braille is we did take just clear adhesive uh, laminating paper and Braille the, you know, the, the layout of the microwave and the oven and stuff like that uh, with the, you know, and then it was, what, what was it? Just use the regular, like Perkins Braille. Perkins Braille, yeah, and yeah. And peel it off and it's like a sticker. You can stick it on the touch panel of Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yep. Where to push for the buttons that aren't tactile buttons. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, thanks for everybody for joining us. If you want to stay on afterwards and have um, exchange info, that's fine too. But remember, for everybody that's listening to this podcast on whatever platform you are, you can follow us on Twitter. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Well, what a great podcast. Thanks to everybody who joined us today. Heard some great stories, some great experiences. And I hope anybody who's listening to this can, you know, take something from this and uh, apply it to their everyday life. Because, you know, they they just don't, it's, it's not easy. And both sided and visual player have challenges and that's what i hope you got from today remember like i just mentioned stir it up at icloud.com if you want to send in questions comments or sit on the audience like some of the people did today thank you for joining us this is the stir it up podcast being recorded from the pit